Grog. Hey everyone, and welcome to Pat Chat, a weekly podcast with Kerry Warbis, Matthew Weir, and Peter Fickling, uh, where we discuss uh, one woman and her desire to flog fruit just in a field. Guys, how are you doing? I'm Cheese, the naughty woman. Yeah, she's <laughs> going to bloody squeeze some cheese in as well, which I think she might get into trouble about. Everyone, everyone takes contraband. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> no, um, no you, you go, Matthew, you go. Um, Sorry. Everyone's. Uh, you, you guys chat, I'll get rid of Cyrus. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, literally, with a spade or something. <laughs> Kerry's taking one family member down a, down a week. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, everyone smuggles a bit of contraband into a festival, so a bit of um, Borsetshire Blue isn't going to upset yeah. anyone, is it? What a name for a festival as well. Cotstravaganza. Well, this is a very poor riff on... The Cotswold Food Festival that Alex James has, isn't it? Festival, the big festival, which mm. is in the Cotswold. So they're clearly basing it on that, yeah. um, which I know people who've had the misfortune of working at. And he de- he demands that all, because most, most, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're not going to libel yourself or slander, isn't it, if you speak it? Okay, we've got another Uncle Clive moment. I need to... <laughs> Well, te- technically, if it goes out in any broadcast form, it does become liable, even if it's spoken. Okay, let's not go there then. <laughs> Perhaps we should um, introduce an ad that doesn't want to be connected to libelous content. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talking of ads, Matthew, um, people will have the option from next week of getting rid of them because our Patreon page will be live. Yay! Um, so if anyone does want to um, contribute to the podcast, um, we're, what, we are a year and a half in yet now? And um, so far, it's just been a few adverts. So go to um, patreon.com forward slash the cider shed. And there are three options, um, hopefully none of uh, which seem too offensive. And if you have a mind, give us a bit of support and that'd be great. Yes, and we, we've been mulling this over for a while and it's finally out there. So, yeah, as Peter says, hopefully it's not too orcs, but money's always awkward, isn't it? So uh, do what you will. Matthew has his cider habit. Kerry has her um, well-advertised um, uh, processed meat problem. And... Um, <laughs> And I just need cheering up. So, <laughs> when you went to sort Cyrus out, we were just talking about Cock Stravaganza as a name for a festival. Cock Stravaganza. <laughs> Cock Stravaganza, as in it's in the Cotswolds. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what was it? What was the one on? Um, they had Loxfest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That made a bit more sense, didn't it? This one, it's, yeah, because it's the Cotswolds, but Matthew was talking about it being similar to another festival name in the Cotswolds. Yeah. Feastival. Alex James, Little Baby. Yeah. That's it. I did look it up, though. I was suckered into wondering whether it actually existed, Cotswravaganza. It's nearly as bad as geriatric cricket, isn't it? <laughs> Nothing is as bad as geriatric cricket. <laughs> someone, someone unfollowed me this week because I used that. Yeah, yeah, you, you upset somebody, didn't you? Yeah, sorry. What do we think? I've got a mild plot prediction with Pat and Joy heading off to a festival, which I think that Pat's going to come back full of henna tattoos and you know, hair down to her waist, and she's going to hold her own festival on Bridge Farm, serving only soup. And it's going to be called Vegetable Stock. <laughs> serving only soup. So oh, Tom, very Tom, is, Tom becomes Emily Evis. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, no. And that could be fuelled by Peggy's kind words to her, which we never actually heard in the voice of the crone. There we go. But because um, she was saying how much she loved Pat's brave, wild side, didn't she? So maybe Pat will be fueled by that at the cock extravaganza <laughs> mouthful of a festival. Well, I mean, is it? Am I being too optimistic to hope that the amount of Pat we had this week means that something truly dreadful might happen to her in the, you know, in that festival field? Could this be uh, the end of Pat? Well, you two have been getting a lot of praise on Facebook for calling June Spencer stepping down as Peggy. <laughs> yeah, and in previous weeks, pretty much everything we sort of wish to happen happens. That's what we've been we've been called mystics and so on on Twitter. Okay, we need Tom dead. We need um, <laughs> who? Actually, Natasha can live. Um, so can the twins. I'm not a monster. Um, who else can we get rid of? Just just the Gleason twins, though. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, you know, most of them can go. Actually, apparently the Gleason twins, according to Tony, they've always dressed the same as long as we've known them. We're just like, well, that's about two weeks, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because uh, Natasha found that creepy that they dressed the same, didn't she? Yeah, I do wonder what's happening with the Gleason twins. I mean, that we haven't heard them yet. We've got we've come very close, haven't we? We've heard mm. them being sort of argued about. They've been they've been proximate when they've been sort of bickered about when Jim was um, gently chiding Tracy for her attempt to cheat. But um, yeah, so yeah. I mean, look, I'll just cards on the table, right? We've had a week of Pat. Have you two got Pat, Pat out your system for for this week, or do we need to talk about joy in the festival? I, do, I just got one more thing to to add to all of this, which is Justine got in touch on Facebook to share a screenshot of the Archer's episode description which has the the preview, and it just says, Pat has a revealing chat, dot, 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 and she's just sent it to us in full cap saying, Pat chat. <laughs> Cue the jingle. Go on then. Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. That is literally the only thing I like about Pat, is the occasional chance to have a bit of Pat chat jingle. I mean... Is is it performative and over the top, the amount that I hate her or the amount that we hate her? Or is it reasonable? Did you notice in amongst your, your vitriol towards her that she was actually nice this week? T 
to somebody. Can you remember who it was? She was revving up to be horrible to Joy before Joy said that she wanted to help her. Mm. She was nice about Peggy, wasn't it? But we didn't hear it. Mm. Was she kind to Tony? Did she say some kind things to Tony? There was a point where she said, Tony, look at this. And he went, and then it just turned out to be Johnny's holiday photo. (laughs) She's never nice to Tony. No, no, no. Someone else. Natasha? Yes. Yeah, because apparently, I mean, we've heard in the past that Natasha's father is bipolar. Mm. Um, I mean, one symptom of this was he once came home with a full disco rig. Well, we've all done that. Um, (laughs) But. He went out, bought the entire pub drinks, and then bought two ponies. I was like, hang on, that just sounds like Brian. (laughs) Yeah. She was nice to Natasha about Caitlin and her having to deal with Mr. Bipolar and the Bipolar dad. And sort of sounded quite genuine and gentle. It was a bit shocking. I, I sort of was taken aback but it registered in my mind that she was actually being nice. But this is this is real prodigal son territory. Is this is this where we play Pat Chat Jingle backwards? <laughs> <laughs> like a, a uh, what's his name? Oh, well, not Jethro Tull. What's the name of that band that you said that, that got in trouble in America? Judas Priest. That's it. Began, and you began with a J. Jethro Tull's in the Archers, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I used to know the one of the sons who of one of the band members of Jethro, Jethro Tull. And it was absolutely fascinating to watch him get, he went from like 22 years old to 32 years old, still dining out on the fact that his dad was the, in, you know, the whatever from Jethro Tull. It was like, mate, you're rinsing this. There's only one tune that anyone knows by them, isn't there? That living in the past one with the flute. But yeah, well, Ian Anderson, he's famous yeah. for like playing the flute and also owning a trout farm. I hear he's moving mm. in the house backing onto yours soon, Kerry. Oh, God, I'm having a hellish time, listeners. Kerry, do you want to throw, do you want to throw it open? Do you, I mean, because I don't think we, it was, mm. we, decide, we came to a, a decision on what the correct course of action was, did we, on our WhatsApp? So go on. We didn't. I, I, I sought help from the lads on this issue, which is that there's a neighbour who backs onto my back garden and other back gardens that are in line with mine. And when he's not doing DIY, which he has been doing for years, a lot. He whistles really loudly for hours every day in his back garden. So you can't sit out in your garden and have a nice peaceful time of it. And it drives me mad. It drives my neighbours mad. And I, I wrote a long letter to him, which I was going to post through his letterbox today. This has been going on for years. So I haven't just flipped after one afternoon. And I showed it to you two, didn't I? And then I wrote a revised version that was simpler and nicer. And I haven't put that through either because I've decided I'm going to go round to his house. I mean, you started formally enough saying, um, dear Mr. R. Whitaker," which I thought was very polite. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go round with my neighbour. So it's not just one person sort of going, please shut up. It's another person as well. But we'll do it Just so one can go for the mouth and one can go for the windpipe. <laughs> yeah, the jugular. It's honestly drives me up the wall. Would it drive you up the wall as well? I sent you film of it as well, didn't I? I videoed him. My my instinct was, which you picked up on, was to worry about what happens, you know, down the line that you end up with, like, you know, flaming bags of shit being thrown over the wall at you. 
Mm. Yeah, and you have to invest all your money on CCTV and spend the rest of your life watching that CCTV and complaining about what your neighbour's doing. You end up with, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Grant Kyle Mitchell. Yates. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was then that Kerry realised things had got serious. <laughs> yeah, but it's like torture. It's not like torture. It is torture. So mm. it's very grating. And anyway, yeah, thanks for listening to me today, boys. The question is for listeners to um, uh, ping us about is, is, is Kerry right to be going round um, or should um, uh, Kerry play, play possum and hope that things improve? Is that basically it, Kerry? They won't improve. It's been going on for like 10 years. <laughs> well, I guess then you have to go around then, don't you? Yeah. I'll be nice. I will be nice. You know, what the f- am I doing with you? Why am I worrying about Kerry's safety? <laughs> <laughs> I should be worrying. What well, I should be worrying about her freedom. That's what I should be worrying about. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was a bit of a divergence from the archers. We can do an annoying neighbour segue, can't we? Surely. Well, if we're talking annoying neighbours, let's have lovely neighbours because we were about to talk about Joy. <gasps> yeah, exactly. Lovely having her back. Someone said on Twitter that they thought she was sounding a bit weird, and I was like, "Well, yeah." Only only because she's completely discordant with everything else that's going on in the show at the moment. It was just, you know, so nice to oh, it's lovely to hear Russ, it was lovely to hear Chelsea actually. Mm. But she's always such a sort of breath of fresh air. That's such a cliche, but oh god, it was amazing. Everything about her, even her first words, which were can have a latte latte and a I can't do the voice. Latte and a custard slice. Straight yes. in quality content. Loved it. And also, the other thing is her ability to tug at my heartstrings. The bit this evening when she was talking about put mm. all the stuff that she put into the the, uh, the post box, it really got me quite upset. I was really moved by that, you know, thinking about this poor, lonely woman, lovely, lonely woman, trying to reach out to this, we assume, flint-hearted bitch of a daughter, Rochelle, mm. um, who I don't like, even though we've never met her, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I, would, I don't know about you, but I was really quite choked up about that. Not really, because she doesn't exist and there wasn't 30 quid and it's all made up. So that's sad in itself, by the way. The photos she's talking about are the photos that come in picture frames. Yeah, that's what I've said in the past, isn't it? That in her living room, she has those uh, photos that are already in frames of anonymous families dotted about. This is just one of those moments where I just have to remember that you two are completely batshit crazy when it comes to some of this stuff. So I had it on the headphones coming down last night and I was really quite impressed at how much else there was going on in the background now Yeah, with other actors. Obviously, you had there was that point where they were in the village shop earlier in the week and Pat was serving Yeah, and Natasha was buying lunch and there was that part where Pat said to Natasha, are you paying by card? And I was like, yeah, one of her eight million maxed out ones. She said, imagine this concertina just comes yeah. out. And you could hear the beeps of the till, couldn't you? In the it was slightly undertones in the background, um, and I, I did think she was going to get declined. That's gone away now, hasn't it? Yeah, that story. I mean, it's just never been mentioned again. Mm. Yeah. Well, she just she's completely normalised it, didn't she? She said that's how she does her business. That's true. Why is Johnny on holiday when they know that twins are arriving at the farm? I don't know. I mean, they said at one point. Doesn't it, Pat? This they referenced that we're a man down. I thought Pat was going to say, "Well, two men down, really, because we don't count Tony." <laughs> yeah, I love Tony when um, Pat was explaining what Peggy had said, 
Um, she said that I've done a very wonderful job with you and the children. And he went, oh, she pumped <laughs> me in with the children then, did she? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's forever. And it, the whole week began with Tony being shit, didn't it, at cricket again? Yeah. Bless him. I don't do. You, I don't think any of that happened to that conversation with Peggy. I reckon Pat just sat there <laughs> staring at her as she slept, and then just came back and made it all up. Mm. Um, she said, um, "Oh, how can we remember a legend such as? Uh, how do you ju- how do you do justice to a legend like Peggy Woolley?" I was thinking, not another fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it is testament to the podcast and the type of listeners that we have attracted because it did come up on Facebook. How do we think Peggy will go? And of course, Peter said she'd go like the nanny in the omen down the front of the building (laughs) on a noose and through the, through the massive window. Um, There were some very good, I won't, I won't name and shame, Mm -hmm. but um, we had like that she would uh, explode into a flock of bats and smoke. I think somebody (laughs) said, um, uh, her alien race, her alien race will turn up and take her back. Um, headbutted to death by Helen, someone said. Oh my God, um, I love these uh, suggestions. Um, yeah, uh, she'll die in her sleep. Kate will forget to, forget to come round, and Hilda will eat her. Brilliant. Yeah, I I remember that being a theory a long time ago. That you know she she'd become cat shit basically. Cat shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> It is supposed to be a show that uh, educates as well as um, entertains and a bit of a kind of public service reminder that we all need to look after our elderly in the heat might be, you know, be quite timely. So, yeah, why not? It's incredibly entertaining and also also (laughs) useful. (laughs) But she has, she's recorded her final episode. We've heard them, haven't we? Her final episodes. Word on the is we won't hear her again. She won't be oh, back, really? yeah. So yeah, mm. so we'll just have to hear Carrie. I think the actress thinks that she'll be taken to the retirement home, which is called again, help me out, in Ambridge. Is it? Something, or? something like the limes or something, isn't it? Some sort of tree or... Oh, yeah, yeah. the laurels. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> That's Matthew. The limes. Sounds like some terrible disease. Yeah. Well, it sounds like what they got rid of, they, they get rid of some of the bodies in. She can't just she can't just go to the laurels forever. Like there has to be a day when the sad news is shared. Mm, well, I mean, we never got to say a proper goodbye to Joe, did we? Yeah, that was weird. Oh, you thought it was weird? I thought yeah. it actually showed how it was quite sort of um realistic and it felt kind of appropriate and then people were sort of uh you know paying the, uh, sincere homages in kind of little moments around the village and that kind of felt like how it could go. Yeah, I mean the con it was wasn't as um wasn't as weird as Bert as Ben killed him during a game of cribbage. But <laughs> yes. He's a very sore loser, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean Peggy as a character is much unloved, isn't she really? But June as an actress having done or an actor I'm sure she says she's an actress, but um the longevity of that career is is incredible, mm. isn't it? That's sort of the only nice thing I can think of to say. <laughs> you, you've listened longer than, than us, Kerry. Mm. Where has she always been a difficult 
and spiky character or is it sort of like because i because they felt to me like for a long time she was a lot more benign she was a lot more kind of just oh there's the sort of grand maternal figure um occasionally saying nice things to the younger generation and the sort of spikiness has kind of ramped up recently no i think she has always been a bit prickly like that and had a bit of an acerbic side and we've known about her not really caring too much about tony and Yes, she had a tough time of things as well, but she's quite an interesting character, really. Better that than a sweet, sweet old dear, isn't it? Oh, much more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely has the voice to be a better palm reader, stroke fortune teller than Ardil, doesn't doesn't she? I think I can imagine her. But I mean, yeah. we've got so Lillian is giving Ardil the inside track on everyone in Ambridge. And then Joy is drafted in because she's, um, Lillian said, we don't know anything about her, which obviously means scriptwriters have tapped into the fact that we do all consider her life as possibly Walter Mitty-style existence. Mm-hmm. And then Joy proceeds to just read Adil like a book, and we get to hear more things about him than we know about Joy. Yeah, what a pair, eh, of people that we don't know too much about. He also mentioned he's not on the lookout for anyone. What are we to read into that? Does that mean he's set his sights on somebody? It's what happens when you're a Watford uh, Town supporter. You never you get laid. Give up, <laughs> give up on life. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I quite liked that. That again, you could tell it was a Kerry Davis week because he's done this before, where there was there were loads of little mentions of popular culture stuff by name instead of the, you know, sticky back plastic type situation with blue peter he's he literally talks about tiktok geordie shaw watford um oh. obi-wan kenobi uh he did his saucy bits of the prominent mound of venus and you know if watford fans don't get laid is that why they're also hornet <laughs> or cornet as uh, or cornet. Linda would have it. yeah she was played funnily wasn't she the, the, like smarmingly um, sucking up to Ardil after last mm. week. Ooh. Very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And she's such a snob, isn't she? I mean, we know this is not news, but when she went into the bull and um, she was like, with Harrison there, and he said, oh, I thought you might be with those people over there. She's like, oh, no, not the chicken factory people. <laughs> Do you think when they made that booking, they said it was a hen night? Hey. <laughs> Very clever. I do think it's good that they've returned Linda to being an absolute pain in the ass. Like they yeah. could have, they could have let the whole accident thing sort of soften her and turn her into this kind of like you know slightly sort of sad lady at the fringe of the village, kind of like you know mm. all of her confidence stripped away. But I am glad that she's back to being you know a complete idiot. And really manipulating people into doing stuff all the time. Like Ardil now has to be the palm reader. Harrison, she wanted to be the keeper. Now it's Russ who's the keeper. No, Russ isn't the keeper. Russ was just having giving Harrison a bit of shoot, shooting practice, wasn't he? Yeah, he's also, and he's also, um, uh, you know, uh, he's either accidentally brilliant at football or um, Harrison is truly dreadful. <laughs> That was a spill out. But I, you know, I mean, and Denise, I got to say, you know, I, you know, I can imagine he's pretty good at football. 
He's got a kind of sinewy sort of athleticism, doesn't he? Mm. I know. He, I know he's not Russ, but just seeing as you know, uh, more than most characters, he is who I've now got fixated in my head. Yeah, it was a it, it was a real reach, wasn't it? That he took Chelsea there. You know, first of all, he comforts Chelsea when she's nearly killed someone with hazelnut dressing in the orangery, mm. and then. You know, everyone's. We've been building up for weeks that Chelsea's been pushing her luck in this job. Yeah. So this was no surprise that Freddie was almost certainly going to fire her. Then you've got the arm around the shoulder from Russ. Then he manages to step in and remind Freddie, like, you know, you did go down for selling wobbly eggs, and now here you are running the orangery. So you've been given a second chance. And then he even spills the beans to Chelsea that she's going to keep her job. And there's so many people on social media going, this is, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got a hidden, there's an ulterior motive here. They really, really want the worst to happen. And maybe it still will. But he then takes her down the cop shop to confess to, um, wasn't keying, was it? Um, I had so many, Chelsea's got the key, she's got the secret gags. And then it turns (laughs) out to be a buckle. Um, And then he makes her Mm. confess, which is all good. And then you have this really weird, um, it goes off in this other direction where Harrison's just like, Russ, you know, call me Harrison, not Sergeant Burns. Could you do me a favor? I'm going to go in goal and you take penalty shoots. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, very odd, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought he was going to say like, I thought he was going to say, you know what? If you you go in goal, um, Russ, I'll I'll make this whole thing go away. Yeah. There is loads of people of hate towards Russ still, even though he's doing nice things. They can't. They're just like, gross, gross. He's so creepy, creeping around a young girl. Uh, uh, uh. So it's almost like he can never, ever be in the company of a younger female without alarm bells ringing for a lot of people, which I can sort of understand, obviously. But if he's literally doing nice stuff, we are going to have a problem, I think, where Chelsea has a thing for him, and that's going to be problematic. Mm. They're hinting yeah. at it, aren't they? Well, so then he's he's then um, he's then caught in a, a, a boy who cried wolf situation. He's caught in what's known as a Ben Steph. <laughs> if you you can't listen to the archers and get wedded to a character, right? So um, and that works in both directions. So you can't stay crossed with Russ for what was happening two years ago because there's no relationship to the man he is today. Like he was brought in as this creepy sort of um, exploiting and sort of slightly immature and selfish man who is going to sort of uh, mistreat Lily. And for whatever reason, he's stuck around. I don't think I don't think he was necessarily planned to be around as long as he is. I get the feeling his the character's been extended because he's got a sort of a a large, if not sort of affectionate reaction. Mm. I mean, you could argue he's sticking around because he gets to live in a posh mansion for no rent and <laughs> f- about in an art gallery. Well, but they're moving, aren't they? They're moving into Felpersham. Are they? Yeah. Will they? Maybe this is what I've hoped for, is that this plot with Chelsea is like the first time he stepped outside of the family and has a plot all on his own. Him... I mean, obviously, it's it's arrived from Chelsea working at the family, you know, the family mm. seat. That would be what it's called. Yeah. But um, but now he can start to develop relationships and a life outside of um, Lily, so that when they when she does dump him for Sol, it's more plausible that he sticks around and he can stay as a long term fixture for the village because he is fantastic. 
Yes, I hope so. So that's my optimism. And by the way, yeah. you know, me being optimistic is very, very rare. This is an exceptionally <laughs> unusual moment. Oh, dear. Are you optimistic about Tracy? Why would I be? I mean, I want to be. Yeah. She's just, they can't stop kicking her, can they? Every bloody opportunity. And also they're starting to weaponize her. Well, do you know what? Actually, I'm really pissed off about something from the last week and a half. Mm. Um, it's It's fair enough. It's fair enough to have this family who are suffering because they are working class and that's true to life and it might be difficult to listen to, but, you know, to have austerity Britain held 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 up to our faces is actually quite healthy. I don't want to hear it happen to Tracy, but fair enough. But the way that now it's like, oh, Chelsea's doing stupid things and um, keying the, not keying, buckling the car buckling the hood, whatever it was. And you've got, um, uh, you know, Tracy is uh, being, you know, uh, occasionally doing stupid things as well. I feel like it's kind of, it, it's a, it would allow snobs to kind of like put some of the blame on them a bit like the kind of like the, the boomers who are, uh, um, you know, uh, questioning whether millennials should be allowed Netflix or not quite, you know, by the way, quietly ignoring the fact that we pay two pounds a, a, a video probably twice a week, every week in the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think it's particularly Chelsea's behaviour in the orangery is just like, it's just so abominable. It wouldn't happen. She should have lost her job ages ago. Mm. It's a job that she should cherish and be clinging to and doing her very best at to help out at home. And yeah, she's having a shit time of it. But actually, really, she would knuckle down and do her very best and not be so surly to Freddie and not be that bothered about someone with a nut allergy and practically nearly killing them. That it, it is easy to then blame her for her, you know, the comeuppance that could she's narrowly avoided. I've worked in restaurants where people get fired for getting the table wrong and taking the food to the wrong table, and they only did it once. So Chelsea's kind of getting away with the... I would say she's getting away with murder, and I, the only reason that kind of harks back to something else was I made these notes on my phone listening to The Archers last night, as I said, coming down on the bus, and I was aware at one point that people could read between the seats what I was writing. And my words at one point said, cancel Geordie Shore, bitch, sort her out, killer, <laughs> in my notes. I thought, if this person is looking, they're just going to think, Oh my god, I'm sat in front of a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really explained why you sound a little different this week, have we? I know you, you've mentioned traveling down and what have you, but you're actually sitting in Lisbon, aren't you now? I'm sitting in Lisbon. I've gone from Barcelona to Madrid and down to Lisbon today. And yeah. Mm. I'm sat in a little a little bedroom come office in my in-laws place in Lisbon. Yeah, would well, you know what, Matthew? you because you know how long it's going to take me to uh um uh, to put in all the sounds of seagulls buses moving <laughs> up and um smashing past all of those little sounds that everyone's got so familiar with from your home in um, porto sorry kerry normally provides seagulls as well to the point yeah. where when i listen back i, I can't tell whose seagulls are whose <laughs> the, the sort of british accent of my seagulls. if anyone can tell the difference please um message in because um yeah kerry's seagulls are going stop you're <laughs> Shit on your head. Yeah, there were. This totally going off on a tangent. There were two occasions where a bathrobe was going to be used as sort of dressing up, wasn't there? This week, aye. 
Can you remember Peter? Because I know I think Matthew can. No, I. This is. I mean, I do. I do. As you know, um, unlike um, some archers experts, I do listen to every single episode. But um, I have this week has been insane. So I have been. I. I, I'm, I was going to say at the beginning before we got distracted that you two are going to have to do the heavy lifting because I. It's all been a blur. So that's my very long winded way of saying no. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them was going to be dressed as Obi Wan Kenobi, using a dressing gown bathroom. i mean that was that was only that was mentioned only in passing wasn't it oh, 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 oh. one of them was ardil for his uh madame babushka um act yeah well, well you're almost there yeah one of them was ardil for his yeah for his palmistry mm-hmm. um gig and the other one was um brad. uh brad who's going to dress up as obi-wan kenobi walk into the scholarship building and wave two fingers and go you don't need to charge me for the accommodation. <laughs> I wonder, why was he dressing as Obi-Wan Kenobi? I, I didn't, don't know. Is, I didn't, is it for the fate? Surely it's just for the fate, isn't it? I don't know. He seemed to be going off wearing it already, didn't he, this week? Is there some film coming out or so, where people go in cosplay or something? I don't know. Do you know, I didn't hear it. Well, I think it's just because there's been that Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney, hasn't there, recently? Ah. Okay. But quite what the the significance of it was, no, I didn't know either. Yeah. Maybe all the horror bins sit down and watch Star Wars <laughs> in chronological order like a bunch of freaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my kids have done recently. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get through the whistling. They didn't wear bathrobes, though. No. Whilst doing it. No. I did think one thing that might happen is mm. that, you know, just like Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost, she's a liar, isn't she? And then one day, Patrick, a dead Patrick Swayze walks in and she can hear him. And that's the whole premise is that she's always been a fake. Her parents, uh. her mother and her grandmother were always had the gift, but she didn't. And she's been ripping people off in this, um, getting their money for years in some place in New York. And then all of a sudden Swayze walks in and she can hear him. She's obliged to help him or press gang to help. I did think it would be good if George sits down with Ardil and he starts going, oh, <laughs> you've got what we would call a fire hand. And he'd just go, all right, I did it. I burnt the post box, okay? <laughs> and then like Harrison pulls off his gloves from the gold, mud, caked in mud from the penalty spot and just slaps cuffs on him and drags him away. <laughs> They're building his evilness at the moment. Mm. So I think he's he's due a bit of a random bit of, you know, um, chicanery. Not chicanery. He's going to be like... Naughtiness. Tom, naughtiness. Um, I know the word you're looking for, Peter, and it's escaped me as well. I rec- well, I reckon he's going to be that. He's kind of the guy that removes a screw from the Wurlitzers and then watches <laughs> as it all falls apart and stuff, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Proper nasty, isn't he? Mm. Kind of missed him this week. It's a little bit exciting. Yeah, um, you know, and I mean, you know, he could be, he could be dirty den levels of uh, vile. Yeah, it's quite promising, isn't it? Leslie Grantham, fair play to him. I was never an EastEnders fan, but the few times I saw him, you know, really hamming it up as den, it was quite, mm. quite, you know, quite full on. Yeah, there was a very good video going around Twitter last week because I think Rishi Sunak had popped out to pour a pint in a pub to show that he was just like everyone else, <laughs> and he's pouring it, 
and the camera keeps panning away and over the audio of this terrible slushing noise and oh, uh, it's just the Queen Vic crowd as they're listening to the recording of Sharon admitting she slept with Phil. <laughs> All of their faces are just, you know, everyone's horrified. It's brilliantly done. And then in the end, it ends with this, someone has mocked up this disgusting looking pint that's just running everywhere. Being but I tell you what, I mean, Joy's a bit like Rishi. Um, Joy didn't know how a card machine worked. Pat had to explain Yay. it. <laughs> yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Like she'd never paid for anything in her life before. Yeah, what's going on there? It's all paid for by the Secret Service. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she is a spy after all, isn't she? You too with your conspiracy theories. Anyway, mm. I thought we'd agreed Pat Chat was over, so um, it's not. we don't need to go back there. Anything else we need to touch on? Shawaddy Waddy? They were in my notes, but then they actually got mentioned later on. I only wrote them down as a kind of a, a premonition. Mm. Um, yeah, so Joy's going to bugger off and watch the bands at the end of the working day. Mm. I mean, do you sell... Oh, I know it's a food festival, really. Like, do you sell much juice? I don't know about that. Bridge Farm has saved the day. The festival was going to have complaints from, you know, <laughs> customers if the, you know, the famed juice cart wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, which, in Pat's mind, gives her licence to dish out leaflets and Borchester Blue, doesn't it? It's all going to go wrong. The two are eternally linked in your mind, aren't they? You say juice, you immediately think cheese. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> juice and cheese, cheese and juice. And why is juice dry, medium and sweet? Mm, apple, isn't it? It's like cider. Do you have dry juice? I think you can, yeah. Oh, okay. Rather think of it more as unsweetened, but yeah, okay. I'm famously not drinking, right? So I'm at a festival, I'm not going to a juice to a, a juice counter like it's just not it's not happening like even me somebody who doesn't drink I, I can't think of anything worse than having sticky hot you know rapidly warmed sticky hot juice sloshing all over the place just sticking the whole mm. place up horrible no. but it is a food festival isn't it it's not oh, a festival right. festival it's a food festival that's got a couple of bands on go on kerry do do your Ge- geordie joy oh pat but last, I can't wait. I can't wait till the evening and all the music acts. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> oh, you sound like Bob Mo- Bob Mortimer. Yes. That was really good. <laughs> That's my Geordie Joy, my one and only ever Joy impersonation. It'd be good if Bob Mortimer owns um, Grey Gables or is. Um, oh, he's got yeah. the money. Go on, get yeah. in. That would be absolutely incredible with um, yeah. the hand lion, a statue of the hand lion in the middle of the um, <laughs> the middle of the lawn in front of the. Uh, the yeah, that's behind. why the wild pond is going in, so you can do that fishing with uh, yeah, what's his face. Exactly, guest appearance was um, Paul Whitehouse. Do you know who's headlining um, the festival, which is the real Cotstravaganza this year? The Human League. Ooh. Oh, you're lucky, likey. <laughs> yeah, you did say that in the week, didn't you? Yeah, Matthew's got a sexy new Philoki haircut. Oh, you guys, do you, I must confess something actually at this point because I just randomly sent a photo of you, to, of me, to you guys, <laughs> didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the people that water our plants sent us a message to say, has Matthew had a haircut yet? So I deliberately slipped all my hair over and then um, sent that photo to them and I was in two conversations at once and yeah. sent it to you guys instead. But you were so complimentary, I didn't want to bother telling you. 
It, it was a bit hair flick. The angle you caught it, there was a very, there was a sort of a young Filoki um, esque look to it. I was taken. So, guys, the only thing that we have yet to cover is the twins. Yeah, they weren't half screaming, were they? Which I, I, I sort of was thinking that maybe Tracy could be hired as a nanny to help out there. Or, You're big on this idea, aren't you, Kerry? Well, I think it is an idea. It got quite a lot of traction on Twitter, which was surprising. Does she have the personality for it? Well, I bet she'd be great with the kids. She had trouble controlling a rat in the vet's office. Well, that's quite normal, isn't it? Well, maybe, I guess. <laughs> Are you good at controlling rats? You saw no. one today when you were speaking to me. Yeah, big um, old rat ran in front of me. Or maybe she could help out in Summer Orchard. You know, like how, because they're short staffed, aren't they? How Tony seems to be doing everything pretty much, doesn't he? He's like fixing a grain trailer and one minute and then doing something, you know, Tom seems to be doing barely anything. It just seems mad that Oliver hasn't gone back to Adel and said, look, I think we've made a mistake in the past. You know, it, you, you've got Roy, you could do with a Tracy, help you get all this stuff organized. She's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, let's retain her talents. Mm. Guys, you know more about this than me. So how many people do you think there are at Grey Gables working there to run the whole they place? They said 60. I'm pretty sure they said 60 in the past, in the recent episodes. Right. And so do we have to, as listeners, do we have to think that each of these people could be as, you know, worthy of a job as Roy, as uh, Tracy, as Linda and all this? So we have to, so if we want to keep Tracy in work, we have to keep 59 other people, right, to be logical. Although that was, that was, I think, how many people they were getting rid of. And now with all this automaton hotel where you don't have a receptionist and, you know, mm. it's perhaps going to be fewer than the 60 that there were before. Yeah. But, so, I mean, mm. they could, but they might, you know, it might be, it might be reasonable to say if you've got 20, if you're trying to create this incredibly wonderful experience and you want to have, um, you know, uh, the best possible service, Keep your best 20 people. You spend, how much are you going to spend on the bloody pond? How much are they going to spend on this uh, adventure park, this farm? All mm. of the each room's going to be five grand's worth of, um, you know, fittings and fixtures and wallpaper. And it's just, anyway, it just makes yeah, me really. One, one person's wages on top of all of that is nothing, is it? Yes, yeah, so, or 10 or 20 even. So for, to have to have that quality, it just anyway, if it, if it's a genuine comment on society in general, it makes me quite cross. But it makes me very cross that you know that they wouldn't be this genius Adil and his amazing benefactors. That if they are as clever as they keep on making out, they would realise how valuable it is just to retain mm. twenty people. Sorry, soapbox clambered off no, now. He can't be that clever if he took a potential investor to uh, Lower Loxley, thinking that'll impress them with a bit of quiche. Simon, you should try the figgy rolls. <laughs> Kerry? Yeah? I have to give props to you. I think it was when it was just you and me a couple of weeks ago, and it was in relation to the knitted onesies that you said, in a couple of weeks, Natasha won't give a shit about what color, what the kids are wearing. She <laughs> won't even be able to get out of her pyjamas. That's exactly what she said this week, wasn't it? She hadn't even yes. had a chance to change. Yeah. There you go. More mysticism from the side of shed. See, we should be doing the bloody palm reading with the crystal ball and all of that in some sort of dodgy tent. Yes. Guys, let's have a quick ad and then pop back. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. By the way, I didn't tell you, we had, we had a big jump in figures again. Um, I was checking out the statistics. So, yeah, welcome to the, uh, the how many more people we've got this week. So, um, yeah, did I tell you that? I don't think I did. You didn't. That's good news. No, it was like a big jump last week. So, yeah, um, maybe it was me um, introducing Matthew's name three minutes in. Um, <laughs> 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 that's a big jump in figures. Um, I, I, yeah, notice when Helen was mentioned, well, she was barely mentioned this week. I didn't, uh, I wrote down in capital letters, named my notes, Kerry's new girlfriend. And I haven't <laughs> been childish enough to say that the whole pod. <laughs> I liked one thing she said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're now married. So if um if people want to get in touch and uh um chat to us about, you know, the archers even, where do they go? Come to Twitter. We're at the Cider Shed Pod and we've got two thousand four hundred and six followers now, so it's still going up. And I would like to thank also um Suzanne and Riley for the latest five star review. It's her favourite part of Sunday. She loves listening to this whilst walking the dog. It always makes me laugh, she says. If you're a fan of the archers, add this to your listening routine. Yeah, we always have instructions on how to leave a review and then preferably with uh, a lovely, you know, not just the, not just the stars, but also with some words as well, if that's possible. That would be absolutely great. Um, Matthew, you were telling us earlier on about all of the action on the Facebook and the Instagrams. Yeah, the whole Peggy stuff um, had a, and Pat Chat had a bit of a flurry on there. And uh, someone, yeah, obviously we've already said how we think Peggy will leave. The, <laughs> um, the Facebook group is the Cider Shed Podcast. The Instagram is the same as Twitter, at the Cider Shed Pod. Thanks for Lisa's lollipop Rosie. It's known to you, isn't she, Kerry? Yeah. Sent me a, she had a bash at the lemon slices. And oh, sent good. me a photo on Instagram, so I'll get that up. Um, uh, and Paul Newman was in touch on Facebook, but I'm not sure if that's the Paul Newman <laughs> or not. Um, but just said uh, that they just listened to 
the week's um listen to this week's it's brilliant i don't know if they're talking about the archers or us hopefully us. <laughs> um completely completely agree about helen Schuler, all at bridge farm especially tom that pillock justin adil's voice etc bring back joy well paul it's been done hasn't it she's back have you got any fantasy football updates oh i have I have yeah. just very quickly. So we had about we had because a lot of people are obsessed with fantasy football. I think we had th- uh, three people who weren't of our crowd who joined in because they obviously obviously followed the hashtag FPL. So if I look at our Ambridge Farmers Conference, I can tell you um, this is you know the BBC are already they're going to cancel the classifieds, aren't they? They're no longer going to have that really long thing Mm. on radio five so i'm available for that job (laughs) um the beauties are at number one with 80 points that's julie Fremantle. she's up Mm. there at the top um uh chelsea horbin fc which is me is at number eight um warbis dream team in um joint 12th on 57 out, out of 19 okay um and the screen only shows 18 and I have to drag it up to see 19th, which is the bottom place. And that's relegate the archers, Peter Fickley. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the beginning of last season where I had to close cookies on the BBC website to see where Arsenal were at the table. Oh, I've been watching the Arsenal um, documentary. It's bloody great. Well, thanks for everyone getting involved in that. It's good fun. And you have until 11 o'clock tomorrow morning to have a little play around with your team and confirm it. Just check for injuries and the like. Maybe we can post a picture of the um, positions. Oh, hello. (laughs) I I thought we agreed we'd never do that, Kerry. (laughs) Oh, shit. Are we still recording? (laughs) Well, on that bumshell... <laughs> oh, we didn't even mention red urine or anything, did we? And ticks and climate change. I've already kind of done titles for the show, and at the last one, I was just so lazy. I just wrote um, "red water tonight." Tone is still shite. Great. There we go. Thanks, everyone. Have a lovely week. See you next week. See everyone. Bye. Hang on.